you're listening to The New Paris. The last time I recorded an episode of my show, I was in a studio in the 10th arrondissement. It was about a week before the shutdown and before everything changed. I remember climbing those stairs to the studio and feeling a bit nervous about what I was touching and being close to the microphones used by other people, but I wasn't in a panic by any stretch of the imagination. A month later, and even the quickest outing to buy food summons all sorts of anxiety. I can wear gloves, I can wear a mask, but even the simple fact of wearing those things makes me feel uneasy. That's not only what life is like in Paris, but all over the world right now, where humans are adjusting to a radically different way of life. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't wondered whether maybe it was high time that this happened. Not the loss of life, not the plunging economy that it hurts the already fragile, but the idea that maybe there were aspects of our behaviors and ways of life that needed rethinking. I already believe that I'll be consuming differently when I can leave the house for longer periods of time. So today I'm recording from home, where I've been, and where I spent the first month reporting some stories about the pandemic and how it's impacting the food and wine industry, the publishing industry, and other aspects of daily life. I was thinking about how to re-promote my book, which is now being released July 7th instead of this month. I've been cooking and trying to manage feelings of anxiety and uncertainty. I'm grateful for the many press articles that reminded people that you do not need to write the next great novel or become a professional sourdough baker in this time of confinement. It's not about being productive. It's about getting through. So I wanted to be able to discuss how Paris is getting through since so many listeners have sent me messages asking for such information. There won't be any guests this time, but I'm working on shows where I will be joined by other people. For now, let me give you a little picture of Paris right now. Last night, April 13th, President Macron addressed the nation and announced, as expected, that the confinement would be extended. The new date, which could certainly be extended further because there are no certainties anymore, is May 11th. At that time, daycares and primary schools can reopen, though certainly with new protocols for masks to be worn by students and teachers. Non-food-related businesses can begin to reopen, which I imagine will be boutiques and additional specialty stores that have been closed. Higher education, such as universities, will remain closed until September. And everyone wondering about restaurants, cafes, bars, and cultural venues, well, those will open later. No precise date was given, however, it's clear that more time will be needed. More time to figure out how to socialize while respecting social distancing measures. Festivals and large gatherings will be forbidden until at least July. Non-Schengen borders will remain closed until further notice, which means broad tourism cannot begin again. That's concerning for a lot of people. For me, in the sense that I write a lot about travel and I give tours and offer experiences to people visiting Paris. But for so many other people, for those who own cooking schools and restaurants that depend largely on tourism traffic and, of course, the cultural venues. The way I see it right now, the French will need to start rediscovering their country a whole lot more to make up for the lock of foreign travel. What does this all mean for restaurants and other businesses? Well, unlike the United States, which passed a stimulus package that may or may not help much of anyone in the end, France is committed to delaying labor payments and taxes and perhaps even waiving them altogether. That part is up for discussion. Providing financial assistance and a partial unemployment option that prevents companies from having to lay off their staff. The challenge is that while the government usually finances unemployment outright, 
Businesses are being asked to front the money for this unemployment package, which grants employees 84% of their salary, and then the companies will be reimbursed by the state. For companies that have very slim flexibility in terms of cash flow, this is helpful, but not a panacea. Le Monde has reported that 25% of businesses will declare bankruptcy in 2020. Assistance available to companies experiencing great financial losses is granted now when it will most likely be most necessary when business reopens this summer. It isn't in the French interest to have all of its small businesses and artisans close up shop permanently. They are, of course, an integral part of the fabric of French society, but that willingness to protect them may not be enough. In terms of the businesses that have remained open during this time, what we call essential businesses. You have supermarkets and the shops and bakeries and some specialty grocers. Even some wine shops have remained opened and have been making deliveries. One such bakery that has done brisk business since the lockdown posted to Instagram about why they stayed open, albeit with a radically reduced staff. The bakery I'm talking about is Mamiche, a wonderful woman-run bakery with locations in the 10th and 9th arrondissements. And they said that the state asked for artisans to remain open to provide alternatives to big industry supermarkets. In their mind, it was a way to avoid what would have invariably meant fights over bread and cheese and other goods in the middle of a supermarket. But that also means that being labeled as a government essential business, they do not benefit from the partial unemployment program for their staff should they decide to close. And why would one of these businesses close during this time? because it is very difficult to protect their staff and to ensure that customers are also protected when they come into the shop because of tremendous fatigue and maybe down the line because of declining availability of primary ingredients. One of my local bakeries closed temporarily for about two weeks before opening again, ultimately because they couldn't afford not to. It's hard to be an essential business that stays open during this time and to weigh the options of closing and perhaps losing everything or soldiering through and exposing themselves to risk. Since this began, I have tried to stay at home as much as possible. I make one bakery and supermarket run per week if needed, and I've ordered online a few times from La Maison Plisson, a, a wonderful grocer that features the products from over 650 artisans and farmers. I've ordered from Circus Bakery and Poilan Bakery, from Belleville Brûlerie for my coffee, from chocolate makers and pastry chefs operating for Easter, and for the very equipment I'm recording this on. I look out my window and see a very different version of the city I've known for 14 years. I miss Paris while I'm living in it. In my lowest moments, I worry about all of my favorite restaurants and bars and boutiques that may never reopen, and I wonder what this city would be like without all of them. It pains me to even think about. There have, however, been some very uplifting and warm moments. Yes, there's the applause for health workers every night at 8 p.m., which makes us feel slightly less alone in all of our buildings. But what gives me even more hope is to see some of my favorite chefs and bakers joining forces, separately, of course, to make hundreds and hundreds of meals for hospital workers, many of them who don't even have a moment to escape to a cafeteria to nourish themselves. There's also a wonderful initiative called Degato, which a 33-year-old woman, not attached in any obvious way to the food industry, launched virtually overnight. Individuals can bake from home, wearing masks and taking precautions, and their goods are grouped together by arrondissement into teams and delivered to hospitals all over Paris. One of the questions I keep fielding from listeners and, and readers is, how can I help? 
You can certainly make donations to French hospitals, to the Institut Pasteur, which is working on vaccine research. But if you want to support the small businesses that you're worried about, and maybe that you love dearly, you can buy gift vouchers, even through Soutien Commerçant et Artisan, a website that has recently launched. The retailers or shops receive the money instantly, and your voucher can be used once the confinement lifts. Even if you don't think you'll be making it back to Paris within a year, a 20 euro or 25 euro voucher still provides tremendous support. For shops that aren't listed on this website, reach out to them directly. Either through their websites or social media, ask these beloved shops the ways in which you can help. It's the least we can do in this time. So I hope to be back very soon with guests that I will have to call in on the telephone, a very old-fashioned way. Um, but I do think there are a number of stories that need to be told during this time. There are people who are working hard to keep their businesses afloat. There are entrepreneurs and freelancers like myself who are having to figure out all over again how to do their jobs. I'd be lying if I said I was not extremely nervous about how this will all play out in the next, I don't know, let's say at least until the end of the year. But we have to remain hopeful the one thing I keep coming back to, however, is that France in particular has had such a treacherous five years. If you think about the Charlie Hebdo attacks, the Bataclan attacks, the strikes and gilets jaunes and floods and all sorts of incidents when combined that drastically impact tourism, they were all local things. They were all France-specific things, and they still cost the, the, the country billions and billions of euros. And now we're looking at 6 billion euros lost in business in less than a month. 92% of restaurants and hotels are closed in France right now. All I can hope for is that the profound love of France that really does exist all over the world, which has been spectacular to witness in the last five years especially, that that will carry us through, that we will rebound, we will come back from this, just as Italy will, as the United States will, as the UK will, as India will, but we need to hold on. Thank you again for all of your support in listening to this show, which will continue, and hopefully soon enough I'll be back in a studio. But until then, if you'd like to go back and listen to previous episodes that you may have missed, they're available wherever you stream your shows, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. And until next time, be well. A bientôt.